Have you ever thought about what does it take to make innovation a reality? What would you have to do? Would you just have to hire super smart people? Do you need to actually create a whimsical, amazing thinking room like I talked about on a previous episode? Do you have to provide financial incentives for good ideas? Maybe some of those might work, certainly wouldn't hurt any of those, but I think there's four things that you need, just four things. You want, oh, you wanna know what they are. Well, stay tuned and find out. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. Here we examine what enables true creativity, how to convert ideas into innovation and seek out what ignites enterprise-wide growth. I'm your host, entrepreneur, strategist, and muser of metacognition, David Peterson. Not long ago, I was speaking at the First National Bankers Bank Summer Conference, our big annual conference of the year, and I delivered a keynote on achieving the innovation mindset. Uh, maybe, you know, if you're a banker and you're listening to this podcast, you might have been there. You might have heard it in person, but probably not. So I want to summarize the talk in this podcast. So I started off by challenging the bankers in the room that innovation might just be the panacea their institutions need in the coming years. So these conference attendees have been sitting there. They had heard presentations by leading economists and banking experts and you know, most of the information that they shared was really not overwhelmingly positive. You know, it's likely that there's difficult times ahead for bankers. And, you know, this might be the very galvanizing opportunity you need to affect systemic change at their institutions. So to achieve the innovation mindset, then your organization must do a couple of things. They have to accept that innovation is crucial to success. So again, these are not the four things these are the precursors, the preamble to get to the four things. So can you accept that innovation is crucial to your future success, that you can't keep doing what you're doing and you will be just fine? Secondly, acknowledge that innovation will not organically happen. It's not just going to, you know, boom, you know, happen. You're, you're going to have to do something to get innovation started. And you have to actively work towards achieving an enterprise-wide innovation culture. In other words, it's not just one or two people. They're going to, it's not just that IT group over there. Those are the guys that are doing innovation. It's everyone's job to do innovation. So if an organization can start with that as a premise, now you've got this idea that innovation is mission critical. It's a super important component of your organization's everyday culture. And further take action to make innovation happen. Only then will any true culture change take place. So let me just remind you, that this is a long-term strategy. It's not going to happen overnight. And as is the bane of our existence as bankers, we tend to give up real quickly, quite frankly, if we don't see results. It's a long-term, takes a long time to change people's attitudes. So you have to go down this path, make the decision that innovation is important, come up with a plan to make it happen, and stick to it, even if it takes years to fully root into your organization's very being. So here I am, I'm standing up on the big stage. I'm talking to these CEOs and other C-suite bankers, you know, in this room. And I challenged them that with that backdrop, there were four things they needed to make innovation a reality. Here they are. One, desire. Two, action. Three, 
support for remove barriers. Desire, action, support, remove barriers. So let's go in a little bit more detail on those four things. So let's start with this idea of whether senior management has a desire for innovation. Desire. I have never, ever seen systemic innovation sweep through any organization where senior leadership was not behind that occurring. In fact, it's the other way around. When people know that the CEO or C-suite or senior leaders are not behind innovation, no one will even try to innovate. Even the board can send signals that it wants to operate business as usual. While there's comfort in not making radical changes in how we provide our services, I truly believe that this is no longer an effective strategy that will enable any business to have true future success. Innovation to work, then the hierarchy of senior leadership must all be a go for innovation. If that's the board of directors, the entire C-suite, and perhaps even the extended senior management team. Innovation must be important enough for you to put blood and treasure on the line. What? Blood and treasure. I use that term blood and treasure, you know, in the sense that if you think about medieval times, you know, a king would have to decide if fighting a war was worth the loss of life and the depletion of the treasury. How important is innovation to your institution? Are you willing to commit blood and treasure to achieve it? People and resources and time and commitment. Blood and treasure just really kind of put some mm into that commitment. Making innovation systemic begins when you've incorporated innovation into your strategic initiatives and it shows up in your core values and in periodic meetings and all communications are constantly reinforcing the innovation element. Next one, action. Take action to spark innovation. So you've decided that innovation is worth pursuing. You must then take action to achieve an innovation mindset across that enterprise. Here are several components that would be included as action steps. Include innovation in corporate communication. If you're speaking to or writing an email to employees, recording a communication that gets delivered to customers, or Posting on social media, how likely is innovation and innovative activities going to be mentioned? Talking consistently and often about the importance of innovation will get the idea across to all of the stakeholders. Next, provide education, modeling of ideation, and brainstorming. Now, just because you want innovation to happen doesn't mean anyone knows what or how to do to achieve it. You need to model the behavior you want by hosting education, conducting workshops, and generally creating the structure around which your employees can build on for the innovation mindset. Now, don't fret if you don't feel you have the expertise to do this in-house. There's lots of resources available that can come in and give your innovation program a jumpstart. Just a side note, that's exactly how my relationship with FNBB in its most recent iteration started. I was a consultant. I was brought in to help them jumpstart innovation. Now I'm the chief innovation officer because they're really serious about innovation. Okay, next. Emphasize the importance of small process innovations. Perhaps the biggest mistake I see when an organization's trying to get innovation going is 
not setting the bar low. By limiting initial innovations to smaller, often process type innovations, you are going to do two very important things. You show everyone how to model doing innovation right, and you get some small initial wins. Tackling large innovation initiatives right out of the gate is likely going to generate frustration and cause people to scrap the process and bail out from participating altogether. Next, praise all innovation attempts. This is sometimes hard for leaders who feel that, you know, they must offer praise for ideas that I don't really feel are worth praising. And I'm with you. I get it. Not all ideas are worth implementing, but all ideas are worthy of praise. Praise the effort of innovating, not the idea. It's a volume game. You need dozens and dozens of ideas to get a good one. So keep praising those that are coming up with ideas, even if they're not good. Hold out special praise for truly out-of-the-box, I mean, really crazy ideas. So now, supporting innovation. There must be specific things that you'll do to further indicate that you and the whole organization is fully behind this innovation effort. So here's some examples of this support. Allocate time for thinking and ideation. Don't penalize those that work individually or collaboratively to brainstorm ideas. They're not goofing off. They're working on creating ideas. And ideas, remember, even the bad or crazy ones, are extremely valuable. So invest in this activity. Next, offer incentives for ideas. Perhaps you could have a drawing each quarter for anyone that's offered up an idea for a $100 gift card. The reward doesn't have to be a lot but it shows you are putting the treasure behind the innovation effort. Also, put some real teeth in your innovation effort. One sure way to motivate people to figure out innovation is to make it a part of their annual review. If somebody's salary increase and or bonus is predicated on their exhibiting an innovation mindset from the previous year, uh, how quickly do you think they would adopt to change their behavior pretty quick. Next, stop limiting innovation and ideas. Now, this is crazy, but many organizations limit innovations and in many cases are doing so unintentionally. So here's some scenarios that could be thwarting innovation. If these are happening in your organization, find them and get rid of them. So let's start one. Unsolicited ideas can lead to dissatisfaction. Let's face it. There's always some employees that will offer up ideas. They may not be sincere or completely thought out or thought through ideas, but then nothing happens, and that leads to that employee's dissatisfaction. Those employees will be the very ones that grumble and tell everyone that, well, nothing good is going to happen. Nobody cares about your ideas. Um, Next, you have the senior leaders asking questions. So casual conversation leads a mid-level employee to share an idea with the CEO. The CEO then asks a series of follow-up questions honing in on aspects of the idea. The CEO thinks that they're asking these questions are an indication that they're interested in the idea. The employee walks away and thinks that the CEO hated their idea completely. I've seen this happen many, many times. Now, just know that when you're a senior-level executive, People treat you differently, regardless of the effort you make to treat everyone the same. So stop asking questions right out of the gate and just praise the ideation effort. Instead of saying, well, Jones, have you thought how this or that might actually work? 
maybe instead say something like, wow, that's really interesting. How awesome that you came up with the idea. Praising the idea process and focus on that and just let the idea itself sink or swim as it works through your organization's idea uh, innovation process. A brainstorming facilitator gives out negative vibes on an idea. I do use this example often. You got a a senior executive is facilitating a brainstorming session. He's got a whiteboard or flip chart. All right, everyone, you know, give me anyone gives a come on, just get an idea. Somebody offers up an idea and the facilitator just throws up all over it. Then, you know, like, come on, come on, anyone give me an idea. And they don't understand why nobody else will offer up ideas. So, you know, if you're not prepared to facilitate brainstorming sessions and, and really do a good job of getting that flow of ideas coming, then don't do them. Don't do them. Uh, find the person in your organization that does great uh, facilitation or hire a facilitator. But it, it is worse. It is way worse to do brainstorming wrong or poorly than to not do it at all. And finally, not all senior leaders are on board. So here, you know, notwithstanding your best efforts, it's possible that some of the organizations who are not supporting innovation turn out to be members of the senior leadership team. So at the very moment you find out that one of your leaders is the naysayer, you've got to stomp all over that. I mean, you got to shut that down hard. There is no place or any senior leader in your organization where you have decided that this is strategically important and, you know, who who smile in the in the room and agree with the plan that's laid out in the strategic planning meetings and then walks out of the room and then turns out to be tanking innovation at every turn. You've got to find that, root it out, shut it down. Now, uh, I'll talk just a little bit about FNBB because they really have made some great strides in how they view innovation. And I will proudly say that FNBB has made a blood and treasure commitment to innovation. So here's some of the things that they've done. They hired a chief innovation officer. And lucky for me, that's me. They provided company-wide education and workshops. They invested in the creation of the thinking room, a specific place where creativity and brainstorming can occur. They supported innovation across the entire leadership team and the board of directors and approved the creation of a formal plan for idea formation, idea submission, and the idea evaluation process. Now, this is a custom process I created specifically for our organization. It allows me to work with individuals and groups within FNBB to shape ideas and fully investigate them as potential innovations. Ideas following this process will be thoroughly vetted, will be complete with all the relevant information and address the questions that a CEO would likely be asking. So at this point, you might be saying, you know, that sounds like something we should be doing in our organization. How can I get started? So um, I realize that getting anything started from scratch is hard. It's really hard. But here's a quick start guide, and and maybe you can just use this as a a quick way to go. So step one, follow the desire, action, support, remove barriers process. Go back up to the stuff I talked about in this podcast and put it into place. Next, pick a topic that's strategic to your organization as an initial focus. Like, what is it that we want to focus on? What's the most important thing? Maybe it's how we attract uh, younger bars. Maybe it's we need more efficiencies. We got to drive our costs down because it's harder to increase our fees. Uh, you know, there, whatever the the most important topic for your organization is, 
pick that topic and then start developing ideas. So if you, you know, chose a, a particular target, then you're going to actually start working on ideation around how you do that. What does that look like? Well, you would do some data gathering. So you'd assign employees to research what's going on now with the particular topic that you've chosen. You'd go and, you know, Google search and you'd, you'd, you'd try to pull up and get every possible information, reference, uh, data point, whatever, on what's happening with that thing. And then you do some intelligence gathering with competition. What are our competitors doing? Uh, other companies that are like us and they they have this same issue. What are they doing? You know. So again, I'm not talking about espionage, but with the public available information, find out what your competitors are doing, and then start brainstorming on these ideas. So you find a way to get crazy ideas out on the table. The crazier the idea, the better. And, you know, make a game out of it or, you know, what whatever it is that you need to do. But crazy ideas help people think of things that maybe are not so crazy, but they wouldn't have thought of them but for the crazy ideas. Maybe you need to look at how your organization actually does this thing that you're ideating on. So you look at the competitive landscape. Maybe we need to make some changes in how we do that thing because we see some other people having success or even another industry having success. Why can't we do something similar to that? They're not our industry, but the idea is good, right? So maybe you need to make those kinds of structural changes. You might need to rethink how you price or charge uh, for a particular service, right? And, and you might have to think about bundles or other elements of, of pricing. So, you know, you, you go through this process of saying, if this is super important for us, what kind of ideas can we generate? And you brainstorm to try and get as many ideas as you can, including crazy ones, out on the table. So just know that the effort to achieve the innovation mindset is it's not straightforward. You might have to start down path A and then you'll realize, uh oh, we need to pivot here or there to, to get to the, the end game. Remember, outcomes. There's a, a specific outcome that we want. Don't get frustrated with bumps in the road on this innovation journey. It literally means you're learning how innovation will become a part of your organization's culture. Remember, innovation never happens if failure is not an option. Failure will lead to better understanding and wisdom. Embrace the journey, regardless of what transpires. Figure out how to change your organization into one that is driven by innovation growth. Thanks again for investing your valuable time listening to the Innovation Driven Growth podcast. I covet your questions, comments, or critique. You can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. I'm also on Facebook at DP Speaks and everywhere else on social media at DLP Speaks. I look forward to hearing from you and be sure to look for a new episode soon.